hour of the Bill Michael Show. We are glad you're on board today. This portion of the program brought to you by the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Tell them hi. Deck is still open on warmer days. Nice. Speaking of fishing, <laughs> not that you're going to fish off of the deck, but right there on Pewaukee Lake, stop, uh, stop over to the Sunset Grill. They always have great events going on, too. A bunch of different raffles and such. Always good people over there. Uh, 877-867-1670. Tom says, uh, my late brother-in-law was trying to break into the professional walleye circuit. Uh, incredibly interesting. And, uh, you would not believe how these guys uh, can catch fish and how serious it is. I, I just love going to the fishing uh, tournaments and fishing with him and how they drive their boats. Uh, they are either stopped or going 70 miles an hour. It's completely nuts. I, I had a, uh, growing up as a kid, my dad, uh, well, I was too, but my dad and I were huge bass fishermen. Um, I, 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 to this day, I love it. I just cannot find for the life of me. I don't, uh, Ben, do you fish? I do not. I never really have, but my family, my Boston family loves fishing. They go to Florida. Okay. They're into the ocean big fish thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't do that. Um, I, there is nothing better to me while I don't have a fishing boat. So I, if I had a bass boat or if I had a fully stocked fishing boat, should I say, uh, trolling motor and all that, I'd probably do it more. And I'd probably do it a lot more just, you know, on days that I have off by myself because I loved it as a kid. I, I, I mean, I every Saturday morning we were watching Bill Dance and we were watching Outdoors and we were watching uh, Linder, Al Linder Outdoors. And, I mean, I can go through that whole list. We watched them all, man. Uh, the BASS, we watched everything. And um, growing up as a kid, we had a farm with a really I, I, a small lake, big pond, whatever you want to call it. And my dad had it. My dad and his partner had it stocked with bass. And I, my friends and I, that's what we did. That was our weekends, man. We'd pack lunches. We'd go up and we would walk the banks. And then we ended up getting a little kind of a john boat with a trolling motor on it. We would fish the shorelines and everything. But that's what we did. I can't find anything like that here in Wisconsin, man. If anybody knows of a good farm pond or a good pond somewhere that's a good size with bass in it, let me know. I, I would love to be able to just come out, bring a chair, you know, bring the fishing rod and just fish, especially this time of year when you get into October. October is a good time to fish. So is uh, the spring when they're spawning. Anyway, long story short, uh, I get it. I've seen the competitiveness. My dad and I went on a trip to Arkansas, and his buddy was a competitive fisherman. And he had this unbelievable, back then it was a Ranger bass boat. I don't even know what what it cost. It was unbelievable. But it had a 250-horse uh, motor on the back of it. And when you talk about fear, you know, back then it was bigger life jackets and all that stuff. And, and you know, it's not like the boats are today. But he was driving through this lake. I don't even know if it was the Lake of the Ozarks or what it was. <laughs> Excuse me, what it was. It was, we were doing like 60 miles an hour through tree stumps. And he knew every inch of this lake, so you trusted him. But you would see these tree stumps, like, go by two feet away from your boat and think, you hit one of these, good night, sweet prince. But that's the way they are, man. It's like point A to point B. There is no wasting time, you know, if you think they're hitting somewhere else or you only have so, many, so much time while you believe that the bass are going to be hitting or the walleye are going to be hitting or whatever. Man, you're 100 miles an hour, point A to point B. That's the way they do it. There, there's, no, there's no cruise and enjoy the scenery enjoy the foliage, enjoy the greenery around you. Hell no. It is flat out rooster tail, barely anything in the water. Hang on to your life. Put your cap on backwards and pray for the best. That, that's, that's what it is. And when we go down 
uh, to the lake in Indiana. That lake's 20-something miles long, and they, they fish the hell out of that thing. It's got a lot of pressure on it to be fished. But in the morning, you can hear them, and they just go flying past, man. And just a little bit of slapping where the boat's just tapping the water. You can just barely hear it in the distance. But And the rooster tails, these things are kicking up. It's amazing. But uh, but the boats, man, those things fly. Absolutely. I can get it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, <clears throat> this is from Jacob who says, have you ever gone on the Take a Vet fishing excursion? I have not gone there um uh, to to fish but i have been there uh they did a uh, tournament on i think it was on Pewaukee lake as a matter of fact and they had some pretty nice boats decked out fishing boats that uh, they took these guys out in and same thing man they're zipping all over and that lake's not that big i mean you do 80 miles an hour you're from point a to point b you're from one end to the other in a blink of an eye you're basically ramming it up on shore and you're over there at the chocolate factory having a snack if you go 80 miles an hour on that lake but, uh, but yeah, I was over there for one of those things. They're really cool, no doubt. Uh, coming up this hour, we are uh, going to have um, Matt LaFleur. You're going to hear from him coming up here shortly. I did want to pick up where we left off, by the way. The, uh, the talk about OBJ, um, whether or not the Packers should go after him. The, uh, the, I, I think so. I think so, w- without a doubt. Um, the biggest question is, what is it going to cost you? Eric says, uh, should they go after OBJ? Absolutely. Another target that defenses have to account for only makes them more dangerous. 12 is on the back back nine and will not have many more years like this in him. Um, this is from uh, Greg who says, uh, I believe they should go after OBJ. Even if he's only 90% of what he was, that's still better than I think what we have. That's a great point. Is a 90% (coughs) Odell Beckham Jr. better than what you have right now on the roster? Maybe not the same athleticism and speed, say, like uh, Christian Watson or that uh, that youthful ability of Romeo Dubs as those guys come on. But is is, is OBJ at 90% better than Alan Lazard? Is he better than Randall Cobb? Right? Uh, Brett says, do the Packers want more holes in the wall? (laughs) He did punch a hole in the wall. I remember when Mike Clemens found it. Mike, after the game, snuck over, took a picture of it. I think I was there with him, as a matter of fact. I think we took a picture together, but Mike found it. I remember him coming down going, hey, hey, here's the hole. Here's the one he punched in the wall. (laughs) Mike Clemens probably dressed up as a... uh, a custodian with a big bucket of plaster next to him. I, I got that. Here, let me get a picture. I got that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anthony says, uh, what bars are going to be open at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning? I got to think that sports bars are opening up for this. Ben, right? Wouldn't you think sports bars are going to be opening up for the uh, London game? You would think. It starts at 832. It's not 7 a.m. crazy. I would right, imagine. but I th- I would assume that people are going to come in and get their game on. Well, plus right? in this gonna... state, a lot of the bars are more local than your large-scale right. sports bar, right? So, yeah, I would expect they would open. I, I would if I were around. Them. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know around the rest of the state, and this is tough, but um, uh, Anthony says he believes Howie's in lacrosse is going to open early. Okay. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, I know that Stenny's is. Stenny's, I think, opens at 730. 
Um, Cal says every bar in Taylor County, Wisconsin, uh, will be opening for the morning game. Where is Taylor County? I got I got to look that up now. I don't know where Taylor County, Wisconsin is. Uh, Brett says I believe all of them, if uh, if not most of them, in Eau Claire are going to be open as well. I got to think that every this is your capitalize. This is your ability to capitalize because not only are you opening for like a noon game, but you get the early game, and then the rest of the games that are on throughout the day, and you can hold over. Um. Fox Hollow going to be open. Taylor County is in Medford, Wisconsin. Okay. Thank you very much. Greater Medford area, by the way, Eric says. I did not know that. Did not know that. But uh, I've got to assume every... i got to assume that everyone is, uh, is going to be open. Uh, TMZ reporting. I don't know if you saw this. The fan that ran on the field the other night that had the pink smoke bomb. And uh, this guy, I wish I could use strong language. I wish I could. Um, The fan ran on the field, and we've seen the video. He got his ass leveled by Bobby Wagner. He hit a wall. Bobby Wagner took it upon himself to go out and level this guy. He has now filed a police report over this. This guy, I God, I wish I could I could use strong language. This guy is a pathetic loser. He ran I've always said you run out on the field of play, you are now in their domain. You don't they don't know if that's a bomb. They don't know if you're trying to injure somebody. That is their field of play. You ran out. You're a oh you knew it was coming because that's what kind of a gutless wuss this guy is. This is the this is the kind of guy that does this. He runs on the field and can't believe that somebody would would rough him up. I was trying to protest some. Nobody knows that, dude. Nobody knows that. I would I love it when idiots run on the field. I wish somebody in baseball would take a ball bat to one of them and beat them to death. And then have them say, "I had no idea that would happen." Well, nobody had any idea if you were coming out with a gun, a knife, or just running around cuz you're a drunk fool. You're not supposed to. It's against the law. Nobody knows. Same way if you break into a house. You're not supposed to be there. I don't know if you got a gun. I don't know if you got a knife. I don't know if you're looking for food. I don't know if you're wanting to come in and kill me. I'll shoot you dead in my house. Then I'll beat your body even more so. So when you get when whoever your loved one is gets it back, you can say, you know what? They shouldn't have come in my house. I can't believe the idiots... In today's day and age. But the best part is Kevin Harlan had the call on Westwood One. Here it is. And here comes a stoppage in play because someone has run on the field with a smoke bomb that is pink and he's running up the sideline. Now a couple of Rams come over there and make the tackle. Head first into the player who has taken the field and he's in a cloud of pink smoke so you can't see him and now on him are a couple of security guards Kevin I think this is becoming a thing we got the pink smoke coming again this is one of those gender reveals somebody at home's having a girl 
Now, well, I thought maybe, I thought maybe that the last one we saw was uh, for some animal rights or something like that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just think, hey, you think about the way to reveal that you're having a, a, a girl. I'm going to run out on the field at the 49er game and get arrested just so I can let my honey at home know we're having a girl. That guy is headed to the slammer. That guy is headed to the slammer, and now he's such a big wuss, such a candy ass, that he's got to go after and file a police report, Bobby Wagner, for clocking his ass in the football field. What a gutless punk kid. Just, I can't stand the guy. It also can't wasn't even guy. targeting. Like, if that was a college football right? game, Bobby Wagner would not be ejected. He didn't no. lower the crown of his helmet. That was a clean hit. Yep. I completely agree. I, I I love that Bobby Wagner hit him, and I I man, there's certain people in this world that you just want to go away. And this is the kind of guy. This is the typical person of you. I'm going to do what I want, and there's nothing you can do to me. And if you do, how dare you? Who there do you, you who do you hire as your attorney for this? Oh, there's some there's some lame ass like Larry ambulance chasing ambulance chasing attorney that says, "Oh, I think we can get some money out of this," and takes that case. And the, that guy as well, because they they're the people that clog up the court system with frivolous crap because of your own doing. You know, it's one thing if he's got to go represent him and say, "Hey, look, see if we can't get whatever the charge is, whatever the fine is, see if we can get it reduced, and try to do our due diligence in the protection of his rights." Okay, great. But to take a case and say, "Yeah, let's see if we can't file a police report in some way, shape, or form," sue Bobby Wagner in the NFL and and sue the LA Rams for for brutality and humiliation. That's the guy that also should be kneecapped. Just I. I I cannot fathom the stupidity and the common sense that some people just don't have to think that stuff like that's okay. But yet if it happens to them, they are the first, first people to scream for the police and protection and all that kind of stuff. Guarantee it. All right. Let's do this. Um, oh, I'm all pissed off now. Um let's uh let's go to let's go to eric eric welcome to the program man what's going on real quick how you doing bud i'm doing well what are you thinking you know if if we had a guy like that running around in uh american family field and we still had hater we could just have hater take him out with a baseball because the hater hits you you're going down you're going yeah. down hard that's, I, what I'd I'd that's the only time i'd allow him to throw at the head yeah he'd take him yeah. right out he'd He'd put, there'd be brains all over the place. <laughs> well, then again, using the word brains might be a little bit of an over, overstatement because I don't think they have any to run out on the field to begin with, but good stuff, man. <laughs> it might be just cork. That's all. Cork. That's yeah, all I got some kind, today. Some kind of peanut filling that you get in the, the boxes. I get it. Good stuff. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Let Hater hit him in the way with a ball. Hater's not here anymore, though, unfortunately. But I get it. 877-867-1670. Uh, wow. Okay. This is a little bit to the extreme. But uh, but Gene says, uh, I think we should just put uh, a sharpshooter or two 
on the top of every stadium. And when somebody like that runs out on the field, just pop them. Take a shot. When these guys start dropping like flies and being assassinated in front of us, not only is it a pay-per-view event, but then they're going to stop doing this. Gene, that's a, that's a little harsh. But I think, yeah, you know, if they say, hey, because you are deemed as a threat and possibly even a terroristic threat, running around with a smoke bomb, whether it's a gender reveal or a protest or a bomb or whatever, who knows? But I think if, at that point, yeah, you see one or two of these guys go down with uh, with blood spatter. Yeah, that, that'll pretty much end it. That's That's it. That's done. The only time you can run on the field is after a victory for your home team. Did you see that? Well, look at it this way. All the did you where was it uh, the English riot the other day where they had to start shooting pepper spray and tear gas and everything and people were killed, Ben? Do you remember seeing that? Ooh, that sounds like a normal Sunday in England. No, nah, it was a soccer uh their team lost. It wasn't like it was bad calls. Their team just lost. And the fans just turned on everything. And they ran out on the field, and the police, who have been told they're not allowed to use tear gas and pepper spray and such, um, they had no choice. And they turned the cannons on them, on the fans. And now the fans are all riot, you know, up in arms about rioting, about, oh, my God, I can't believe you did this to us. But they were, they were trying to kill people. And people died in this. And the police were like, what do you want us to do? So, you know, you see one run on the field, you never know if there's more behind them. I'd take them out. Take them out. I think what we should do is is go back to the old days. You run on the field, yeah, you want to be in an arena, that's fine. Okay, we're going to give you a contract. We're going to put you in the arena, but we're going to go back to the old Christians and Lions type of thing. So we're going to put about four of those big cats out there. We're going to put a big cage up that you cannot scale the walls of, and you've got 15 minutes. And if you can survive in 15 minutes, then we'll let you go. Otherwise... You've had a nice life. Enjoy your time running on the field. And then we all use it as a spectator sport. Throw the guy out there. Okay, you're running. And let Kevin Harlan call it. You know? A couple of hungry lions coming out of the gate. Oh, we got the guy with the pink smoke. He's running around. He has been clawed, mauled up. Up. he's down. No, he's back up. He's running away. He is headed into the slammer. And there you go. He's now going to be feast for the lions. Up, up, up. No, no. He's getting away. He's got a couple of breaths. Oh, he's been clawed open. Bleeding profusely now. Up, oh, it's from the neck. Yeah, he's going down. He's going down slowly. He, in about three days, is going to be big cat poop. There you go. That's what I would do. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> at Boondocks Barbecue. Burgers and brews. They've got, uh, right now, they've got uh, the Reuben going on over there. I was looking at uh, some Facebook stuff, and uh, man, oh man, that uh, that's making my mouth water. But they have got a lot of good stuff going on over there, seasonal stuff going on over there. Uh, they've got chicken. They've got deliciousness. Chicken Wednesday today. They've got some sauerkraut stuff with Reuben's. Crinkle cut fries. The spicy mustard. All kinds of good stuff. Plus, uh, starting at four today, 75-cent wings. And they're going to be open. They're going to be checking out the game as well. So check out our friends at Boondocks, Barbecue, Burgers, and Brews right there on uh, on County Road Q uh, over there in, uh, in with Stonebank, Stonebank, Wisconsin. 
and uh, they, which is technically Oconomowoc, for lack of a better term. Stone Bay, County Road, I always say Q, County Road K, County Road K in Oconomowoc. Call them, 262-727-7255 for catering as well, 262-727-7255. Really good barbecue, but more so. They do a lot of seasonal stuff, a lot of seasonal stuff. Good stuff from Boondocks, barbecue, burgers, and brews. Appreciate it. Hey, coming up here at the bottom of the hour, we're going to uh, step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to listen to Matt LaFleur just before his team gets ready to wing their way over to uh, over to uh, London. Uh, Mark says, uh, I would love to see a guy just get exploded by a middle linebacker. Tackled, sacked, slammed to the ground. That would be the best. Uh, Steven says, what is wrong with you? Why would you want to see people die for running on the field? Steven, it's not that I want to see people die. I never said that. I said, well, if it did, I understand it. But you don't know... Go back to when the guy ran onto the court and stabs. What was it, Steffi Graf? Wasn't it Steffi Graf, uh, Ben? Correct me if I'm wrong. That got stabbed on the court years ago. I think so. Yes. I th- I think it was. You don't know. No, Monica Sellis. Monica Sellis. Thank you very much, uh, Monica Sellis. She's the one that got stabbed, and uh, nobody knew. She's out there playing tennis. Next you know, somebody runs in the court, bam, stabs her. I, you just don't know. And in today's day and age, you really don't know. So there's no way. No way. Anybody runs on the field, I'm taking them out. Sorry. Uh, by the way, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Adrian Amos, not practicing today. Bakhtiari and Jenkins doing it, – It's they kind of they, – they usually have these rest days. Uh, but Adrian Amos still in the concussion protocol from Sunday's game. If he cannot uh, or does not come back uh, tomorrow, I'm, I don't even know if you fly him over there. If he's not going to play, you don't put him in the uh, pressurized cabin for that long a period of time. If you've got a concussion or coming through concussion protocol, I, I don't think you do that. Adrian Amos, when he left that game, Defensively, in the secondary, things changed. The communication changed a little bit. Uh, we saw that, obviously, without uh, Adrian Amos and without Jair Alexander. Um, it wasn't nearly as good downfield protection, so to speak. But um, you, yeah, not that it's going to linger, you hope, for either guy. But this is not a game. <laughs> excuse me. This is not a game that I would say they have to be back for. The wide receiving core for the New York Giants, uh, Robinson, Galladay, Tony, they're all banged up. They're all banged up right now. So they don't have a lot of depth when it comes to the wide receiving core. This is not a game that you have to have them back. So if they, if you can keep them and set them for another another week, I think I might might do that. Um, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead. Um, and uh, and take a quick break. What is this? The Packers have given out the number 17 to a player for the first time since trading Devontae Adams. Practice squad kicker Ramiz Ahmed wearing number 17 after linebacker Eric Wilson took Ahmed's number 45. Number 17 back out on the practice field, and it's not Devontae Adams. How about that? Got a little news and notes for you. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You don't want them. Tell you that right now. Yeah, boy. I'm talking about bed bugs, whatever those box elder things are. Uh, I was yesterday, uh, and this is the kind of this is the time kind of time. You get cool at night. You get warm during the day. Same thing in springtime. You start getting the box elder bugs all over your the side of your house. They come out of the nooks and crannies. Same things with the uh, the, the stink bugs. Uh, they, well, you also have, uh, if you're traveling around a lot, like I am, I always check to make sure uh, I've been schooled on bed bugs, never to get bed bugs at hotels and stuff. But if you got them, you know it and you don't want them. If you don't have them and say you have a multi-unit apartment building, condos, dorm rooms, hotels, motels, resorts, medical facilities, daycare, you want maintenance to make sure you don't ever get them. Call our friends at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, Milwaukee bedbugpros.com don't let the name milwaukee fool you either because they can do it all over but milwaukee bedbugpros.com call them 414-877-5811 414-877-5811 again 414-877-5811 and uh, they can help you out uh, I've, I've had more than a few property owners that own multi-unit buildings or homes or what have you that have said, hey, didn't know about these guys. Thanks so much. Um, not that you have them, bed bugs or stink bugs or whatever, but it, the maintenance on it to make sure that you don't get them and the different uh, styles that they can bring, whether it's if you have kids or pets or whatever, they're safe. And uh, they, you know, they, they treat the eggs, they treat the bugs. But if you don't have them, they do maintenance on it as well and both thermal and chemical options. So good stuff from our friends at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Again, MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Um, let's do this. Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur talking to the media today before they get ready to wing their way to, before they go to practice and get ready to wing their way over to London. Here it is. Matt, is, uh, Kylan going to practice today? He's not. When you look at your, Sorry. that's okay. Um, when you look at your run defense, you know, they get around the edges fairly frequently on Sunday. Is that, um, just guys not doing their job well enough? Is it schematic? What did you see there? Yeah, I think it's we got to execute better. Certainly, um, you know, that's that's where run defense typically starts, by setting edges, and you, you never want to give up a free edge. And credit to New England. They did a really nice job in the run game blocking. And um, I, I know we can be better, and I think we will be better. And we have to be better, quite frankly, because we're going against the number one run offense in the National Football League. Certainly, uh, we all know how explosive Saquon Barkley can be, and it's going to be a great challenge for our defense just to consistently go out there and perform at a high level. Uh, we're going to have to be on point, and it's going to take everybody. We've seen Rashawn obviously do what he's doing in the pass rush game. How's his run defense been? I'd say it's been pretty solid. Um, you know, it's there's always things that you can work on, but I think all in all, he's he's been he's a pretty complete player. Barkley, I think, averaging about two more yards per carry than he was last year. When you look at him on tape, what is it that he's doing so well? How, where has he kind of improved from when you, when you look at this year's tape versus last year's? Yeah, um, he just is so explosive. He can break tackles. He can make you miss. Uh, he, he 
they find different ways to get him the ball. You saw him as a wildcat quarterback. They'll throw screens to him. Um, there's just nothing this guy can't do. He's big. He's physical. He just it's, it's, He's a rare combination of size and speed. Um, and then to add the elusiveness to it. And, um, he's not a guy that you can ever assume that somebody's going to get him down because we've seen him wrapped up. And he does a great job of fighting through and, and breaking tackles. And it, it's going to be a total team effort in terms of getting him on the ground. Matt, you guys, uh, over your first three years, you guys were really good at protecting the football this year. The turnover numbers are not like what you've been. Um, how, how do you get back to, to where you've been? That's a great question. If, if I had the answer to it, I, I don't think we'd be in this spot. Uh, we just got to do a better job and uh, something that each individual when they carry the football understand that they can't they, they've got to carry with ball uh, great ball security so uh, put too many on the ground there's no doubt and once you do that the other teams that are watching you that are studying you they, they kind of smell blood in the water and they're going to go after relentlessly after that football so we know that that's going to happen and we we've got to step up to the challenge hey Matt, what did you think of how rudy Fared at safety in the game, and if he's got to be the guy, you know, how do you feel about him stepping into that role? Yeah, I think he did an outstanding job. Uh, you know, playing with great effort first and foremost, but just doing his responsibility. And certainly, you felt his presence out there in, in terms of his physicality. I want to say he had seven tackles, and um, yeah, I thought he did a really, really good job. Is there any complicating factor with playing a game in London and? A guy who has a concussion or is in the protocol, or is it just business as usual? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't even answer that. I know they're in the protocol until they're not, and um, you know that's not. I'm too busy preparing for for uh, a really good Giants team that's sitting at three and one, and they've done it with missing a lot of pieces. What do you know about Eric Olson? I've obviously played him a few times, but what do yeah. you think you're getting there? No, he's it really. Solid defender, and he's really good on teams. So, um, you know, we're, we're lucky to pick up a guy like that. He's got a lot of versatility. He's, he can run really well, and he's physical. So I'll be interested to see him out there in practice. Coaches usually like routines and a lack of distractions. So is this week difficult for you? I'm not going to give you my honest answer. <laughs> I'd rather refrain. It feels like a Thursday night game for us as coaches, uh, just in terms of all the preparation you got to do, and um, you just, but you just do it. So, it is what it is. Hey, Matt, six years into his career, Aaron Jones's numbers are eerily similar to guys like Gale Sayers, some of the historical greats. I mean, I know you guys know how good he is, but do you think even? Today, he's still a little bit maybe underappreciated across the league or that maybe he's you know, almost like a secret to some people? I don't know how he's viewed out, out in, um, you know, outside these walls. I, I know how he's viewed inside our building, and I think uh, our guys you know, hold him in high regard, not only for his play on the field, but for who he is as a man, as a teammate, as a dad, um, as a brother, as a son. He is, he is first class all the way. Um, and he's he's contributed big time to our success. Uh, just obviously his performance on a you know daily basis, how he practices, how he leads by example, how when he does talk, he's got 
things that are very meaningful and how he supports his teammates. He's just, he, he's a very, very special player, a very special person. When do stats matter to you? Um, like, you were, you're asked about... Um, when, when, when the scoreboard strikes zero. Okay, I guess I'm just... Score, that's the only stat that truly matters. Okay, I guess I'm just worrying about trends. Like, you know, Spock asked about turnovers. But on the other hand, your third down defense is number one by a mile. I guess when did those things really matter, or is it just too soft, or they're not too small? Each week is a new week, man, and you got to get better. And uh, But I don't spend a whole lot of time studying stats. Bring up stats, but Matt Lazard has got gone touchdown, touchdown, 100 yards in his first three games this season. I know that he got on a really good groove late last season with Aaron, but in this new role as wide receiver one, is there an area that you've kind of seen him grow his game really this year? No, I think Allen's just making the most of his opportunities. Uh, certainly he had a couple big third down catches. Uh, I thought the route he ran in overtime when we got the explosive pass to him. Uh, was was exceptional. I think he's a guy that battles, competes in every phase. Um, matter of fact, we were watching just, you're always kind of not to, uh, I know it's a, a totally different scheme and style, but we were, we're always, uh, I've got one of the guys that goes back and looks at game tape from the last time we played the Giants just to see, if, you know, personnel, whatever it may be. And there's so many clips of him running down on kickoff and being disrupted and making plays and I know he had a touchdown in that game, had another big reception last time we played them. So um, he's a guy that can do it all, though. He, he blocks relentlessly. He sets he sets the tone. Uh, he and Kavi in that room are, are really the two guys that kind of set the tone and um, just does an outstanding job. He's so smart. He's a guy that can come up to you mid-game and tell you exactly what's going on on the other side and um, we'll have suggestions, so he's he's a, he's a guy that we're lucky to have. Matt, what's your plan with Jair and sitting him out on Sunday? Help him make a fair amount of progress. Yeah, we'll see. We'll just let him go through the week, and we're going to modify our schedule a little bit today. But um, we'll see where he's at. Are you going bats today? No bats. Bats this week or potentially? We're fluid. You can't you can only control what you can control and that's to, to put your best out there. You know, I've been in a similar situation on the other side of this uh, where we didn't know who our quarterback was going to be. And sometimes it, it makes you get pretty creative. So I think it kind of leaves up everything in the open for, for for what we could potentially be facing. But. Um, you know, either way, it's going to be a great challenge. Like I said, the number one run offense, they've got some explosive players in the, in the passing game as well, and, and guys like Tony, and, um, you know, it's going to be a great challenge for our defense. Hey, Matt, forgive me if this is a stupid, terrible idea, but did you consider practicing at, like, 8.30 in the morning, given that that's what the t- game time would be at on the central time zone clock? Um, no, no. But... No, that's a hell of an idea, Rob. You should have brought that up a couple weeks ago. So why, why not just, just too early and just get over yeah, there? We're so, I think the whole point of when you go over there is to try to, at least with your preparation schedule, try to stay as um, consistent as you would on a normal week, even though it's nothing like a normal week. Um, so it's kind of, I don't know. I'll have a good answer for you. Matt, 
You're uh, clearly enjoying the difference of this week and the challenges that it creates. I'm curious, the travel is different when you get there too, right? You're getting there sooner than you would normally for a Sunday game. It's a different country. Are you, do you, what do you kind of tell the guys in terms of how much they can go out and experience London and how much you'd like to kind of have them, you know, keep the business trip a business trip? Yeah, I think it's, it's that. You definitely... Um, Hopefully they can go back in the in the off season, but you know certainly you're not gonna uh, lock them in their rooms or anything like that. It's just I think guys got to understand and they're professionals and they've got a job to do. We all do, and uh, you got to be disciplined in, in how you go about your business. And I I truly believe the team that handles the the trip the best is going to put themselves in the best position to win the game, and discipline's a big part of that. And uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm sure they want to do, but if they know they shouldn't do them, are they going to do them? And uh, just, I think that, uh, but I trust our guys. I think they'll make wise decisions, and I expect us to play at a high level on Sunday. What did you learn the most from those 17 and 18 trips with the Rams and the Titans? Um, well, I, I can only speak for myself in, in regards to, we, we kind of went about it two different ways. Um, so I took bits and pieces, obviously, of what you like and what you didn't like. And then you consult with your, your people around the building, whether it's Flea or Giz or Adam Corzin, um, you know, our other coaches that have gone on these trips as well. And, and you try to put the, together the best plan as possible. But um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I mean, I didn't leave the hotel either time. So you just go there, you uh, try to get your work done, and then rest up when you can, and you go out and you, you do your job to the best of your ability. Speaking of rest, is there a strategy that your, your staff gives the players as to when they should and should not sleep considering the time change? Yes. Not going to reveal that? Yes. <laughs> Was there anything specific in those previous meetings, with other, previous trips with other teams that you realized, this is something we can't do when we yes. go back? Did that strategy start after the, the game Sunday, like right away into the week? Yes. <laughs> Can I ask you one question about Sunday night? The play clock was off on a couple of plays, the Devontae Parker. Did yeah. Do you get an explanation on that? Yeah, I, yeah, it doesn't really matter at this point. You know, I think when that happens, somebody, somebody obviously messed up, and you got to live with it and you move on. There's a lot of logistical challenges with this London trip. What are you most looking forward to? Playing the game. That's good. All right, guys. There you go. That's it. He's not giving you jack. Nada. Not saying a word. Yep. Nope. Nope. That's it. Nope. Thanks. Boop. That's it. Matt LaFleur's presser. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back, wrap it up. Next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready for their game in London against the Giants. Kickoff at 8.30 Wisconsin time Sunday morning. Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari played 70 snaps in the overtime win over New England. Elton Jenkins, also returning from a torn ACL, has struggled some at right tackle. Have the Packers considered moving Jenkins to guard or maybe center and having Yash Nyman take over at right tackle? Matt LaFleur 
that, that is something that we've definitely talked about and we'll continue to do the best job we can in terms of uh, repping these guys throughout the course of the week and practice and you know but that is that is definitely been something we've talked about we haven't made a decision on that yet Packers safety Adrian Amos left Sunday's game with a concussion the Giants lost several players in their win over the Bears quarterback Daniel Jones with a sprained ankle and backup Tyrod Taylor suffered a concussion a few plays later so running back Saquon Barkley had a lineup in the Wildcat until Jones could hobble back into the game I mean I'm I'm the quarterback so like I said it really I think First of all, you got to give credit to DJ coming back in the game. Um, you know, that's he's, uh, I can't curse, he's a tough, you know what. The Giants also lost a defensive back, a defensive lineman, and wide receiver Kenny Galladay. With a knee injury, Giants head coach Brian Dable on a conference call with reporters. Uh, Galladay, we'll see how it goes towards the end of the week. I'd say it doesn't look promising. Robinson, Henry Mondo, Aziz Ojolari, Kayvon. Let's go one at a time. All right, Mark Lewinsky. He should be okay. Uh, Aaron Robinson. Uh, probably not. Uh, Henry Mondo. Uh, probably not. Well, that's good news. It's not season ending then. Uh, nope. That's the Giants head coach, Brian Dable. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. have you back hey reminder coming up uh, later on tonight we are uh, going to be on the road we are going to be at um at rivals down in kenosha and going to be there tonight for the bill michaels huddle looking forward to it six to eight tonight we're going to be uh, hanging out down there i don't even know who the guests are going to be couldn't tell you couldn't tell you at this point so we we shall see ben working on it there will be okay okay i didn't know if i just uh, heard you hit your head on the microphone or not <laughs> wasn't sure uh daniel jones says he was quote in and out at practice today but feels good and i'm going to do everything he can to be out there uh come sunday that was uh being reported from pat leonard who we had on the program a little bit earlier today and pat said to us that it, you know if he had to guess after watching uh watching daniel jones run around today he said he'd probably be a be, be going on sunday against the green bay packers so waiting to find out if Daniel Jones is actually going to go. But I think more so how he's going to feel tomorrow. So he ran around today. We'll see uh, how he feels tomorrow and what happens tomorrow as the uh, the Packers get set to take on the Giants this coming Sunday uh, in London. But looks like Daniel Jones is at least efforting back and practice today and should be, should be good to go. So we'll see. But... Good stuff. So that's going to do it for today. Don't forget, coming up tonight, 6 to 8, we're going to be on the road. We're going to be heading uh, heading down to Rivals in Kenosha. Going to be enjoying ourselves down there tonight. And then tomorrow, tomorrow, don't forget, tomorrow we're going to be in Viroqua, Wisconsin. Going to wake up there tomorrow. Going to be live from the Viroqua Country Club tomorrow afternoon for the show. Then on Friday, we're going to be at the Norwegian Hollow for both shows. So uh, we got a lot coming up tomorrow, Viroqua Country Club. Friday, Norwegian Hollow, all out in Viroqua and Viroqua. Here we come. Here we come. Getting ready for it. Good stuff. Time for us to go. Enjoy the day. We'll see you down there tonight. And then do our thing. Come tomorrow and Friday. 
Until then, have a good one. Hoop. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.